This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning. Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome to Canada's Only Money Show, dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning. And your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And it's been difficult out there growing your money. And today we have actually two top managers for you. Stephen Denick is joining us and James Learmonth uh, will be here to give you some ideas that you can incorporate into your portfolio right now, even given all this doom and gloom out there. But first, we have an upcoming seminar for the end of October. It's our year-end tax planning seminar, and it's going to be at Oasis Convention Center. So if you're interested in attending... All you have to do is um, call Dominique at 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. So it's going to be October the 26th. It's going to run from 12 noon to about 2 p.m. We have a special guest speaker uh, coming out. It's Chris Heeks from uh, BMO Asset Management. The guys at BMO are doing the uh, covered call investing, and they've been on the show a few times talking about that. So if you're interested in getting some high income, you don't want to come out and uh, listen to uh, Chris. He's going to explain all about that. But in terms of the uh, tax loss selling and all the different items that you should be considering when you're doing year-end tax planning, uh, we're going to talk about those uh, specifically. So we'll talk about um, taking care of um, superficial loss rules in terms of when you're selling something and you have to take a loss when you can buy it back, uh, tax installments, charitable donations, RSP contributions by the year-end, tax shelters that are available for you for year-end, how to deal with medical expenses, how to deal with management, child care, and legal fees, and then tax planning for uh, if you're a business owner out there, too. So we're going to cover all of that, and then Chris is, Chris is going to come out and talk about uh, the covered calls and uh, getting a better income today. So you can also register at our website, and that's primetimemoney, all one word, dot .ca. So it's primetimemoney.ca, or you can call again. Just call Dominique directly at one 891 2637 if she doesn't answer the phone, just leave your name and number and she'll get back to you. Okay, last week we talked about a, a particular uh, strategy that we use was using six blue chip stocks. So we had quite a few calls about that. So if you're still interested in getting the breakdown of those stocks, you can still get those today. And we also had a draw for the book, The Nine Steps to a Rich Life Retirement. And that draw is still going on. So if you'd like to get in on the draw for that book, all you have to do again is call Dominique at one 891 2637. We have a great show planned for you today. And you know, with all that gloom and doom that's out there, we have people that are coming on today to give you some positive looks at the market. So coming up next is uh, James Learmoth. He's from Harvest Portfolio Group, and he's going to give us his best ideas on where you can invest your money today. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And joining us now is James Learmont. He's Portfolio Manager with Harvest Portfolios Group. Hey, good morning, James. Thanks for uh, taking the time out today to join us. My pleasure. You know, 
these markets seem to be so sensitive to everything that the central bank does and rate policies that they're uh, taking care of right now. So why is that? Sure. Well, uh, one of the tricks with monetary policy is that it impacts the economy. And so the Fed is is really trying to uh, kind of react to the economic data as as it's coming in with a very blunt instrument. And so it takes generally uh, about 12 to 18 months for hikes and in interest rates to actually filter through to the economy. So what the market is really worried about at this point uh, is that if the Fed continues to, to hike too aggressively, then down the road it, it may lead to a, uh, a recession, particularly a, particular, a particularly deep or lasting recession, yeah. uh, which, is, which is a real risk. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, they're looking at last month's numbers, and, the, you know, it, you're saying it takes 18 months for these things to kick in, so there's, there's kind of an issue in between those timelines, right? That, that's right. Um, and it, it's a very difficult job for them, even within the CPI numbers. There are some components like shelter, which we've continued to see be a growing con- contributor to right. rising inflation in the past several months that, that actually have lags in that data itself. So, uh, so it's a very difficult, uh, difficult task and undertaking for the Fed right now. Um, so now, given all that and that, that backdrop, um, do any sectors uh, look interesting to you right now? So if I have some money available and I'm, I'm, you know, I feel that I want to put some money to work here, anything look good to you? Sure. I mean, uh, first, overall, in this type of environment, we think diversification and, and quality remain particularly important. Okay. Um, because we really don't know. Investor sentiment is so bad right now that even a little bit of good news kind of has the market set up for, for a potentially large bounce. But if I was to look at a specific sector, I would say healthcare uh, okay. looks really attractive, both on a short-term basis and a longer-term basis. In the short term, the healthcare sector kind of offers relative earnings visibility compared to the broader market. Uh, companies in the healthcare sector tend to have lower commodity exposure. And most of these companies have very strong balance sheets, particularly uh, at the large cap end of the spectrum. And then over the longer term, of course, we've got uh, some very great long-term drivers in in terms of aging populations in developed markets, uh, rising wealth in emerging markets, and technological innovation. We think those those factors will continue to drive growth in healthcare over the longer term. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. The investors listening to the show right now, how do they take advantage of all this uncertainty that's going on out there? Well, one way that they can take advantage of, of the volatility that we've seen in the markets is by looking at covered call strategies. So in these strategies, you own the uh, underlying equity position and then sell call options against those positions in order to generate a premium uh, and, and generate some extra cash flow. Uh, for, uh, particularly for those investors that are looking to generate cash flow from their portfolios. Yeah, so when you're generating that cash flow, like that's going to give you um, a cash flow, of course. It's going to give you income every every month. So I know you guys do that as a practice there at uh, Harvest. And um, one of the funds that you manage is called the Harvest Healthcare Leaders ETF. So tell us about what, what you're doing there and then how you're generating uh, income and, and what is it paying there right now? That's right. So uh, the Healthcare Leaders Fund is uh, 20 large-cap U.S.-listed healthcare stocks. So it's diversified across the healthcare sector, including pharmaceuticals, biotechnology, as well as, as various med tech companies. Um, it's, it's currently paying $0.70 cents per unit per year, which is roughly 9.25% dividend yield, uh, and it pays that monthly. 
and those holdings are equally weighted across the portfolio, and, and it's rebalanced on a quarterly basis. So it gives uh, has, it gives an opportunity to invest in the healthcare sector on a, on a diversified basis. Okay, so to generate that, that's a healthy yield, nine and a quarter percent. Like to, to get that, so you have the dividends from the, the companies that are in the, the portfolio, and then you're writing calls on top of that to generate that nine and a quarter percent. That's right. So we apply uh, our active covered call strategy, uh, and that enhances the natural dividend yield of the fund by generating those premiums that we talked about earlier by selling call options. Like when you're selling those call options against these stocks, are you writing them against the whole portfolio or just part of the portfolio? No, it's only a part of the portfolio. So we do limit our right levels to 33% of any individual position. And so the reason for that is it allows investors to continue to participate in any upside that they do see in the underlying equity while still generating income off of a portion of the, of the holdings. Yeah, that's, that's a big point, isn't it, uh, James? Because, you know, you're buying these equities are at a low point here now. You want to participate in that growth, but you also want to get income while you're waiting for that, for that to happen. That's right. That's right. And we think that, this, that our strategy um, offers that, that opportunity. Yeah, well, it's great to talk to you again, James. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Thanks very much, Richard. Yeah, it was great having you on the show, and hopefully we'll get you on again real soon. We'll talk about some of the other funds that you guys manage here. Sure. It's been great to be here. All right. You take care. You too. Okay, that was uh, James Learmont. He's a senior portfolio manager at Harvest Portfolios Group. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Harvest Portfolio Group. Okay, stay right there. We even have more ideas coming up. Stephen Jenick is joining us from AGF, and he has a positive slant on this market. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, folks, we're back. Uh, joining us now is Stephen Denick. He's portfolio manager with AGF Management. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Good morning, Richard. Yeah, how are you doing today? Well, we're you know looking at the markets and trying to you know disseminate what we should be looking at here. And I know that we wanted to have you on the show because uh, you're one of the guys that are optimistic out there. So <laughs> to give us your uh, take on why you're uh, being optimistic, hearing all this gloom and doom. Yeah, well, there is a lot of gloom and doom out there, Richard, but there's two main reasons why I am um, tilting optimistic nowadays. And the first reason for being optimistic is that uh, the majority of people, the major majority of people, are definitely pessimistic. Um, So that's the first reason. Uh, And we can track that through a variety of different ways. But you can just see mass skepticism out there in the market, whether it's cash positioning, you know, percentage of people that are underweight equities, and that sort of thing, and it tends to, if, um, if you want to have a good forward return profile, tend to go against the grain in terms of these levels of mass extreme skepticism. So that's the first reason why I'm optimistic. And then the second reason that's probably a little bit more important, to be honest, um, is that the, the opportunities that are forming out there are fairly cross-sectional. And, and just as an example, you know, to, when the sell-off um, started kind of forming in early 2022 is yeah. pretty concentrated in certain sectors. Obviously, the growth year sectors, you know, the tech sectors, certain ETFs that were definitely on the higher risk profile were the stuff that uh, got hurt the most. But now, you know, that the, the drawdowns have really started spreading to other asset classes. And even in the last few weeks, we've seen them really spread into areas you wouldn't really expect 
in normal drawdown, specifically the, the defenses mm-hmm. and recessionary proof type businesses. So, you know, telcos and pipelines and utilities and even other sort of areas of other sectors that are other stocks and other sectors that are very low profile, things like waste connections and intact financial have seen some yeah. pretty volatile drawdowns. Um, so for me, I'm optimistic because not only am I able to kind of go into those higher quality growth areas of the market that have been depressed for many quarters, but also I can sort of barbell um, that positioning with other opportunities forming in some of these more recessionary proof type defensive uh, businesses. Yeah, for sure. You know, those two names that you're saying there with the intact and waste connections, those have been stalwarts for uh, years without major drawdowns. Yeah, and so, you know, we obviously, we we view things in a quantitative lens, and a lot of our tools are highlighting, you know, that some of of these defenses were definitely, you know, from a valuation perspective, from a performance perspective, a little bit overdone, a a little bit too strong Mm -hmm. in the summer. And, you know, and then, and then, but now that we're seeing that, you know, as this, you know, as this really kind of pulls back, it's that the overshoot is way, is way too much. Yeah. And so and we're no surprise, it's no surprise to us that it does percolate into other areas of lower risk stocks like, you know, the two we just mentioned. Um, but, you know, and so when we see these, you know, very systematic, automatic type drawdowns in these stocks, you know, we've been kind of waiting for them. So we, we don't mind kind of catching these stocks as they come down to us. Yeah. One, we view a lot of these names as core positions over a full market cycle, but also that we are kind of anticipating some of the strength and volatility to at some point percolate into them as well. Yeah. Well, I, I got a, a question for you here is, you know, I, we get lots of calls. Um, people are calling up and they're looking at the dividend rates and saying, you know, this one's paying six, this one's paying seven. Is that yeah. a good, good, like, so how are you, you know, looking at these, you know, really nice dividend yields and then managing against the risk of that company? Well, yeah, I mean, and when the drawdown, when the drawdowns of the market start spreading out to everywhere, you know, you just, the one benefit is that you get more opportunities in areas that are paying higher dividends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we're seeing that in, you know, a name like Enbridge is almost at a 7% dividend that really got pulled down in this defensive sell-off, even though fundamentally it is benefiting from a lot of things going on in the energy sector and geopolitics and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we are spending a lot more time on, where uh, where we should allocate those uh, those dollars to the highest dividend yielders? We are looking at the dividend yielders that still can, you know, support and grow their dividends. So it's not just the high dividend yielders; it's the ones that are that are high, but also can still grow. And there's and there's a lot out there. And so in Canada, it has a nice advantage to this too. Canadian equities in general, because we have um, a lot of areas like sub industries of our sec of our, our of our index that still pay a very hefty dividend yield relative to any bond yield. So, you know, defenses and banks and life codes and, and select REITs and select energy stocks, those all net-net like, pay a better uh, yield than what we're seeing on bond yields, where in the U.S. it's not the case. Yeah, It's very tough to find a lot of sectors or sub-industries that in aggregate pay better than bond yields. So I think that's a nice advantage for for Canadian equities in general going forward, especially in this higher rate environment that we're seeing from the bond side. So would you would you rate Canada ahead of the United States in terms of where you would put money today? 
Yeah, I think I think honestly, it's 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 about a one A one B thing. I definitely would rate them higher than anywhere else in the world. Okay, I think um, you know Europe and Japan are going through their own issues, um, and then I, I I think you might see a bit more reprieve and relief from emerging markets, specifically China, as they do reopen. They're one of the only countries and areas out there, you know, that don't have runaway inflation. They do have more uh, economic stimulus in the canon that they could use. And they do have a reopening on it. So I think that's one thing that's as a caveat, you could probably see some benefit from there. But in terms of like over the next cycle, uh, Canadian equities and U.S. equities are definitely the places to be in my mind. Okay. And, and, and I think that's a change of, of, of mindset versus what we've seen on Canadian equities over the last few years where they were in vogue for many years. I think they're back, um, they, back in vogue and I, I think they deserve a spot at the table in any investor's allocation. Yeah, for sure. Um We've got about a minute left here, uh, Stephen. I know you manage two funds there. It's a Canadian uh, AGF Canadian IQ dividend and the AGF North American IQ dividend fund. Tell us a, a little bit about what you're doing there and um, you know what they're yielding and the, the differences. Yeah, we generally, you know, we generally try to get, a pro, uh, get about a, a market-like yield, which is a TSX yield, which is uh, higher than many indexes that are out there. We do write call options on these strategies okay. to take a little bit more a yield above and beyond that. But the way that differentiates these products versus what, what's out there is that we are all about balance. Um, we're, making, we're making sure that we are balanced on growth and value type areas of the market, and we are balanced on quality and income type areas of the market. So we're not just buying the highest dividend yielders. We're making sure they are the highest quality dividend yielders and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, we've, we, we always approach this stuff from a quantitative mindset, which does put risk management first. Um, and, you know, I think we've had some pretty good results over a full market cycle in deploying this risk-adjusted uh, uh, process. Um, okay. Yes. Um, so now, like, th- those two funds, so the, the, the North American, how much would it have in the United States compared to, uh, and the, compared to the Canadian one? Yes, the, the Canadian fund is around, we'll call it 85 to 15% uh, Canadian equities, U.S. equities. Okay. Uh, that's, used, that's the split historically for the last decade. On the North American side, it's much more 50-50, probably a bit more tilted towards Canada right now. Okay. Uh, but the range would be, let's call it, a 60 to 50% Canadian equities and, and 40 to 50% U.S. equities. And they pay uh, the, the, both those funds pay a monthly uh, distribution, uh, Steve. Yes, there's uh, certain codes, and uh, yeah, they both they both they both pay the MF. They all pay the distributions um, for sure. Um, okay. And then, um, yes, uh, and then the yield targets uh, a market like yield. Okay, well, that's great. Uh, I know you. I know you're busy. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us and bringing us up to speed with what's happening there. And it's great to hear somebody that's uh, positive in these markets. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I think I think it, I appreciate it, Richard, and I think it's uh, it's one of those exciting times where you can kind of go out there and find those cross sectional op- uh, opportunities. And you know, I do I do recommend people to have put a little bit of a, that contrarian hat on nowadays. There's not too many contrarian investors out there, and the benefit is that the contrarian investors out there right now are the ones who are optimistic. So it can be quite exciting. Okay, thanks, Stephen. That was great. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us, and hopefully we can get you on the show again real soon. Okay, that was uh, Stephen Denick. He's the Vice President Portfolio Manager at AGF Investments. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. 
Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by AGF Investments. Okay, wow, we're all out of time here. You know, it's been difficult investing out there. We understand that, and hopefully today uh, we got you some great ideas from two top managers out there. So you have to stay the course, folks. Uh, You know, it's always darkest before dawn. And we feel strongly that, um, you know, things are going to get better by the end of the year. So if you're looking for some year-end tax planning and some market advice and you're confused about what's happening, we're going to take care of all that for you. And that's going to be at our seminar on October 26th. It's a, it's a luncheon seminar, so lunch will be served. It's going to run from 12 noon to 2 p.m. at Oasis Banquet Center in Mississauga. If you do have an interest in coming out, here's the number again for Dominique, one 891 2637 And... Um, She'll get you all registered for that seminar. And we'll see you all here next week. We have Roenick Lang uh, from Durham Asset Management. He's going to be here to talk about, uh, you know, the bond market. There's lots of bonds out there. So when the market dips like this, the fixed income side goes up, and that gives you an opportunity too. So there's bonds out there, you know, paying 5 6 and 7%. So he's going to talk about that. And then there's a new tax write-off for the resource sector. Um, and... Uh, Joining us will be Dennis DeSilva from Middlefield. He's going to talk about how you can capitalize on that tax write-off and get yourself a 100% tax write-off for 2022. Okay, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. But you can always get to us uh, directly at our website, primetimemoney.ca, and it has a wealth of information there. See you all next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this has been Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during primetime money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.